0: Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome to Switched on Pop. I'm producer Rihanna Cruz.
2: I'm musicologist Nate
0: Sloan. And I'm songwriter Charlie Harding.
1: When people talk about their favorite rappers, one of the words that I hear thrown around a lot is the idea of flow. And while I have a vague sense of what it means as somebody that listens to a lot of hip-hop, it's a concept that I want to explore more deeply. The idea that it's not the lyrics, but rather how a rapper spits their bars.
2: Mm. This is a cool way to think about hip-hop, Rihanna. because I feel like usually we zero in on the hardest-hitting disses in a track, the most clever instances of wordplay. But part of what draws us to an artist is not just the content of their lyrics, like you were saying, but but it's actually the way they deliver them, the rhythm, the pace, the cadence, the flow. And yet we don't really have like a definition. You can't look in the Harvard Musical Dictionary <laughs> under F and find flow next to, you know, I don't know, Forte and Fortissimo. Flugelhorn. (laughs) Between Fortissimo and Flugelhorn lies the elusive flow. This feels like a cool opportunity to do some listening, think about what flow means, and hopefully get some insight from a practitioner themselves as to the meaning and the the sort of cultural history of flow.
1: Right. So to answer this question of what is flow, I wanted to go to one of the practitioners, somebody who's been in the game since nearly the very beginning.
3: How you doing? I am DJ Jazzy Jeff. Whoa. How'd you get Jazzy Jeff?
2: Oracle status right here.
1: (laughs) Worked my magic. So the very first thing I asked DJ Jazzy Jeff is what is flow in his eyes?
3: Flow is cadence. Flow is rhythm. Like from a producer's point of view, you can make a beat that is straight up. You can make a beat that swings, that has a little bit of a a swing to it. You can change that swing in increments, so you can swing it really, really heavy. You can swing it slightly. That's pretty much what flow is from a lyrical point of view. It's, you know, how well is your cadence? How well is your time signature on whatever you're on? You know, it can be acapella, but if it's to a beat, do you ride the beat the way the beat is? Do you counteract and ride the beat in a different time signature? Are you one with the beat? Flow is something that not a lot of people understand, but you feel it. Hmm. Flow is more about feeling than hearing.
1: I guess then, would you say you're not really listening for something? You're just kind of feeling it in your body?
3: Yes. Yes. Because I think the average person who doesn't do music receives music for how it makes them feel. I, I realized at a very young age that there were certain things in music that would give me goosebumps. There were certain things that would raise the hairs on the back of my neck. There were certain things that I would frown and almost want to cry. And I don't understand why. And I think as I've gotten older, I started dissecting what those things were. I feel music more than I listen to it. That has always been one of my secret weapons that knowing this, and like I said, the average person not knowing their feeling I know how to string records together to give you that feeling like over and over and over. Like it's funny that you're saying this, that has pretty much been one of my secret weapons forever that I approach music from a feeling perspective. I know how this record makes me feel. And if it makes me feel like that, it makes someone else feel like that because I know I, it's, I'm not the only person because I know that, I can put together six records in a row that give you that feeling that you're wondering like, oh my gosh, like, why am I feeling like this? I am feeling so
1: great. To you, what represents the golden age of hip hop and specifically flow?
3: Oh man, I would (laughs) absolutely have to say the nineties, the early eighties to the late eighties was the discovery period of us realizing that hip hop was going to be here and, I think people had to understand that hip-hop is not a musical art form. Hip-hop is a lyrical art form over any kind of music. So I think once that clicked was when you started getting the Tribe Called Quest heavily jazz
4: influenced. That's
3: when, to me, it turned into... Oh man, hip hop can pretty much be whatever you want it to be based off of the music you're trying to go after. And I think once people understood that and you start digging for some of these jazz records that are solely made off a of feel, the flow started to come into play. That is kind of like, okay, I know how this sample is. I know how this beat is. How can I complement this? And and that's when you really really started to get The discovery, especially, you know, pretty much from 1989 to about 1997, it was, you know, so
1: much hip hop that was out there that flow became the thing. Do you think flow is something that could be found in anything, or is it something very specific to hip hop and the genres that are inspired by hip hop?
3: 100% found in anything. One of the reasons why the hip hop community loves Mary J. Blige so much, Mary J. Blige's flow is like a rapper. Mary J Blige knows how to sing with the flow of Biggie And you fall into her cadence before you understand what she's saying or how well she's singing. It's just like, oh my God, she is so locked into this.
1: Like on like family affair.
3: Yeah, that's it. Like yeah. she she nailed that. Yeah. She nailed that. She she could have rapped those
1: lyrics. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of <laughs> rabbit, you know? It's like it's like, let's get it crunk of like that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I totally get it.
3: There are rappers that are friends of mine that I hate the way that they rap because their flow is always counteracting. And I think I am somebody that my natural rhythm wants you to lock in to the drums. Biggie was amazing at his flow. And I realized that there are people that like Biggie because his cadence married to every beat he's ever been on. You know, some people have fans just because, oh my God, his lyrics are just absolutely mind-blowing. Some people have fans because it's kind of like the beat is great. But when you have that person that is just like you can sit in that pocket And sometimes it's not quite on beat. Sometimes you're a little bit laid back off of the beat that it almost feels like you're going to fall off, but you never fall off. That those are the tricks that you can play with people's natural body clock that makes all the difference in the world.
0: Wow. DJ Jazzy Jeff really stood out to me, this ending point about flow can exist everywhere. It can maybe exist in your cadence of speech it can definitely exist in how you sing but it is certainly intertwined with having a immaculate sense of rhythm almost creating your own rhythm along with a song
2: one of the big takeaways for me is i, I like how someone who's been in the game as long as jazzy jeff has this like kind of bird's eye perspective
1: I really like what he said about the body clock, because every person's body clock is unique. So by extension, every person's flow is going to be unique in some way. Of course, certain flows can bite other flows, so to speak. Mm. But you always can bring something to the table.
0: Yeah, your natural method of speech. Right. Like, I definitely, if I could rap, would be singing mumble rap because I speak way too quickly and I mumble all the time. (laughs) There's a genre for me.
1: Lil Pop. Lil (laughs) Chuck. But yeah, there's certain things in that conversation that we can hone in on. He brings up Biggie's flow as something that everybody loves, which makes sense because he's one of the most popular rappers of all time. Take Big Papa, for example.
3: To all the ladies in the place with style and grace allow me to lace these lyrical in your bushes uh. who rock and
1: make moves... Biggie does exactly what DJ Jazzy Jeff talks about. He delivers a flow that feels so natural and easy while also being locked into the drums and keeping up with the rhythm.
0: There's a real push and pull here where you have this underlying slow, steady beat and Biggie is able to move energy forward or pull it back by the intensity of his rhyme scheme so if he's just doing end rhymes you're like okay boom hanging in with the beat but then he starts doing interior rhymes and intensifying the rhymes and almost feels like the song is moving faster even though it's staying at the same tempo
2: it's also the way he attacks certain words to "To all the ladies ladies in the place
0: with style and grace."
2: grace it's like he's like putting these accents on certain words that bring you deeper into his flow. It's like, who knows if he's doing that intentionally or not, but man, it is so effective.
1: So of course, Biggie is at the top of the pantheon of famous rappers. But with the pearls of knowledge we gathered from DJ Jazzy Jeff, we should look at some of our favorite rappers of 2022 and how they use flow in their work.
0: This is exciting. Support for Switched on Pop comes from Vibe Check. If you were an Intuit fan and you are missing Sam Sanders, then have no fear, he's back with another great pod called Vibe Check. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture. From Elon Musk and foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup to Usher's Super Bowl halftime show, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. They're currently doing a series called Hey Sis where they're highlighting the compelling stories of black women and their achievements. They're being joined by special guests Regina King, Audie Cornish, Raquel Willis, and more vibe check is your favorite group chat come to life you can join the weekly kiki every wednesday listen to and follow vibe check wherever you get your podcasts can't believe sam made me say kiki
5: your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap because you're an american express platinum guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through amex travel which means a 4 p.m checkout and those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you bore the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.
1: So from our conversation with DJ Jazzy Jeff, he pointed out there's a few aspects to a flow. There's cadence and there's rhythm, but above all, it's something that's primarily felt. So I thought this could be a great opportunity to try to use this framework to understand the flows of some of the rappers that the Switched On Pop team has been listening to over the past few months.
0: Nice, let's do it.
1: Well, something that stood out to me this year is Black Thought on his collab album with Danger Mouse, Cheat Codes. Let's listen to the track Aquamarine
3: a The nature of the creature was truly evolve. There was the savage beast we truly are. My words should be studied up in
0: Berkeley and Julian. All my bars is hard as solid gold, pulling on my name in the Kabran like the kingdom of Suley. Whoa, that is one of my favorite bragging lines ever, where he says my words should be studied up in Berkeley and Juilliard, all my bars as hard as solid gold bullion. (laughs) And I took him at his word. I was like, all right, man, if you really think we should study it, like we're at Berkeley and Juilliard studying music and conservatory, let's look closely at these bars. Can we check out just the first opening lines of the verse here?
3: We go from Libra to Libra, from cold water to to World War III from the treaty side of Geneva the biology.
0: We can study those lines at a molecular level because the way that he embeds rhymes into every word develops its own rhythm onto itself. We can think about Black Thought's Flow as its own percussion instrument in this song, right? So I took each rhyme, and assigned it to a different sound on a drum kit. <coughs> Nerd. <laughs> Sorry, it's uh, something going around. Okay, fair, yeah. fair, 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 fair. <laughs> First, we're gonna listen to e sounds. As in, we go from Lira to Libra. Every time you hear an e sound, I layer it with a kick drum. Every time you get an O or O, oh, like go, cold, world, war, you're going to get a Tom. To
3: to to
0: every time you hear F from fever, you're going to hear a deep 808. And every time you get an A, ah, as in lira, libra, you're going to hear a snare. Put them all together, and Black Thought's flow becomes its own drum set. You can study those bars in Juilliard.
1: That's so cool, Charlie.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Not me. Black Thought. Bars of Bouillon.
1: Bravo. It's so artful, and to me, that demonstrates how intentionally crafted it is. Black Thought is a master of the form, and he's showing us so effortlessly in the confines of this track.
0: Well, that's what's amazing, is here we're not even talking about the content of the lyric, just looking at the syllable, the rhyme, the accents, where things land, how they interact with the rhythm, and those things on their own are spectacular in the same way that you can hum along to a chorus because the hook, the melody is amazing. You don't even need the words. You can almost drum along to how he's rapping. That's the flow. And then he maps on lyrics that you got to sit down and study and read 17 times and go open up a dictionary and read Wikipedia and go down a wormhole to be able to figure out the beautiful construction of his thought.
2: I love listening to this vocal drum kit that charlie's created here because i think it goes back to one of jazzy jeff's like core points you're not necessarily thinking about this when you're listening to black thoughts flow you're probably if anything just trying to keep up with the verbal dexterity that's on display absolutely but then when you take away the meaning of any of those words and just think about the sound of them just think about the rhymes and the rhythm You realize the flow itself, like beyond any of the textual meaning, stands on its own. It's funky. It's kind of addictive, honestly, to
0: listen to. It's also probably what makes it listenable when you're not tuned into the lyric.
2: Or when you're listening to hip hop in another language, whether it's Korean or French. It's like, it's not something we'll necessarily get to talk about today, but it makes me think like flow is is kind of universal, right? You don't need to even know the language to be able to bop your head to someone's flow. For sure.
1: Well, clearly Black Thought is somebody that's been in the game for decades and has demonstrated a mastery of the beat and up form. On the other side of the spectrum, I would love to take this opportunity to talk about my favorite rapper, Babytron. Here's the track Crocs and Walk.
6: Honeyball and all blues on me, bitch, think I'm Crip. In the deep, gray, white, don't think I'm French. G-O-A-T, shit, bitch, I think I'm him. Gotta be 10 plus with me to think I'm Kim.
0: What is that beat?
2: Baby who?
1: <laughs> Baby Tron, Baby Tron. Wild. I have found myself grow incredibly accustomed to his rap style. The way that he raps, the beats that he raps on... He uses these 80s and 90s freestyle songs on his beats, and his rapping is sort of off the cuff, but I find that to be the appeal. I, I like him because it honestly sounds very juvenile. It it, it appeals to me.
2: <laughs> Do you self-identify as juvenile,
0: Rihanna?
1: Yeah, you know.
0: <laughs> I'm looking at his Wikipedia page right now. He has a song called Blah, Blah, Blah. She shares in common with uh, Ira Gershwin, right? Blah, 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 boom, blah, wow,
2: Chuck, bring it back to Tin Pan Alley. Yes, Ira and George Gershwin <laughs> have the song "Blah Blah Blah." So
0: they're so maybe know, not so juvenile after all.
1: Ira Gershwin, Babytron, Kesha, and 303.
0: <laughs> this is
2: wild. To listen to rihanna i find it really disorienting in a not unpleasant way to, to be clear but we heard earlier from jazzy jeff you know some flows are like one with the beat he said i think this is the opposite of that to me tough <laughs> this is baby tron is not one with the beat no he and the beat are, are like barely on speaking terms honestly he and the beat are <laughs> estranged something went down between Babytron and the beat, and he is all over the place.
6: Red beam on dog nose, he a big clown. Unki moving through the bows. This is fifth time. Thousand dollar sneak side, take your ass to drift time. man, Mr. Hairshot, you better get down. You better try and run and flee, you better tuck and duck.
2: I bet you know, frankly, to some people, I bet they listen to this and they're like, This guy doesn't know what he's doing. Could would be a reaction. Nate,
0: I'm, I'm gonna let you finish, Nate. Nate, I'm gonna let you finish. Uh-huh. I'm just doing exactly what Babytron is doing, and which is stepping on the beat before it even <laughs> <laughs> finishes its thought.
2: Well, I think I think he knows exactly what he's doing. I think this is very studied. I think it's hard to do this, to be so not on the beat in such a consistent way. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's hard to do. And it's so cool to listen to because you can hear he's like, He's like recording different parts of this, I think, and then splicing them together. Like you can hear these moments when mm. his voice almost overlaps because they're like clearly separate recordings that were put next to each other. And I feel like usually you do that in order so that you can be perfectly on the beat. <laughs> but he's doing it so he could just be further off in outer space. I don't know. This is f- in baby Tron land. Right. Right. This is some seismic stuff
1: as an experiment I wanted to put a click track behind Crocs and walk to see how truly far off babytron is from the beach
6: guarantee I got the jumps the are the purple rock threw the beam on the Glock because it comes in hand shot his legs off he took the bag and tried to run him man hunt it out of the place there you meal bitch my stomach fans I was youngest hell, loving Pa he was in love with can young
1: so yeah Nate like you said it feels almost intentional like he is making a point To be off of the beat.
2: But what he's doing is what Jazzy Jeff was talking about. Like, this is his natural body clock. I mean, presumably. Hmm. And when you listen to it, it retunes your own body clock. It puts you in a different time. It creates a new... TikTok for you and by that I mean literally like the TikTok of a clock okay (laughs) just to be clear yeah gotcha gotcha
0: yeah
1: I mean it's reflective of like a new wave of rappers in the underground from the past few years like another rapper I really like is RxK Nephew and he just kind of rambles on the beat. Like it, it's very, very off the cuff. And it's kind of just like he's talking and the beat is there and whether or not he's on the beat is his prerogative.
3: Out in the trap with the heat. Trap so much I forgot to eat. This <laughs> field I'm can't close my teeth. You can look in my eyes and know what I mean. I take a picture, my eyes don't bleeding.
1: So that's take three off of the album Crack Therapy three, and that's just one of the hundreds and hundreds of songs that R X K nephew has put out. He's put out over four hundred songs last year in twenty twenty one alone. So he's a man that's very prolific. That just kind of like talks and and extols all of his inner thoughts onto the beat.
0: Yeah, DJ Jazzy Jeff said that a flow is often felt, and the feeling that I get from this off-rhythm, frantic-style flow is anxiety.
2: Well, that's interesting, Charles. I wonder if the fans of these rappers have the same reaction. Do you have a sense of that, Rihanna? Do people listen to this to feel anxious?
1: I don't know. I mean, I can listen to an album like Cheat Codes and understand that it's a mastery of the art form, but I can listen to artists like Babytron and RxK Nephew And like it because it's fun and it's silly and, you know, like I don't listen to it and feel anxious. I listen to it and feel this sort of train of thought, sort of stream of consciousness style of rapping, which I think reflects anxieties, but isn't an inherently anxious type of flow.
2: See, this is interesting. It's almost like for certain listeners this flow represents a kind of liberation, a liberation from the gridded linearity of the beat. Whereas maybe Mm -hmm. for you and
0: I, Charles, that prospect is anxiety inducing. That's partially true. You know, I'm definitely coming with my expectations. I think here, just youthful anxiety. Anytime that we're rushing, rushing for me is like, Something's going on. I need to get it all out. I can't even, I don't fully have control of what I'm trying to say and I can't keep it in the beat and oh, like that's what I get from it. it. Doesn't make me feel anxious. I'm feeling the feelings of like anxiety is in the work and it might be fun and feel youthful because it just like it connects with that feeling that is relatable.
1: The babytron discourse has been a wild <laughs> digression from the Artful intentionality of black thought. Yeah. But why don't we bring it back to a more sort of traditional flow and J.I.D.'s better days.
4: Purpose, praying that we see some better days between worse ones. Nothing's ever perfect, but I made it so my mom's ain't working. Off American instrumentals and it's no coincidence when I was little I was very sensitive. Never was talkative, don't even try to tickle them. Me and my brothers insisting them slept in the same room, suffer the same affliction. See the reflection of a...
2: When I listen to this JID flow, there's actually maybe something in common with the Babytron sound because (laughs) it's a little disorienting, but I think it's produced in a different way because JID's flow is very on beat, very in the pocket. I think what's so unique and unusual about the flow is the way he creates these long phrases that extend over multiple measures that don't. Really, necessarily correspond to the underlying groove and beat, yeah. but dance across it. So you don't really understand where the different phrases begin and end. It's almost just like this unending wave of lyricism just like continually crashing against your eardrums
4: it's only you when your short short your parents you to treat me like they third son i'm the first one bucking on any person trying to make you feel hurt us you my brother i murder something for you throw that dirty gun into the chat of huji you Louie yabi guji we was webby and in with the low fade brush my hair for days still ain't have no way
2: you know often in hip hop really in like phrasing a melody in general you're really gonna put the emphasis at the very beginning of a measure, what's usually called the downbeat. So if you're in 4-4 four, four, like this song, you have a measure that goes one two three four one two three four. If you take a classic hip hop track like Slick Rick's Children's Story, for instance, it starts right on the downbeat. Once upon a time not long ago when the people wore pajamas and lived life yeah. slow.
1: Once upon a time, not long ago, when people wore pajamas and lived life slow, where laws were stern and justice stood, and people were behaving like they
2: ought to go. It's like very in the pocket, very on the beat. Yeah. You expect, you know, the very first line of your flow to land on that first downbeat. It just kind of makes sense. It sounds natural. JID is upsetting those expectations. When we listen to the first two lines of his final verse here, when he says, "I got protection,
4: Papa had the right prediction, said I was destined to be whatever I envisioned to manifest
2: he puts the emphasis to me in what is like the most unlikely place of all, which is the very last syllable of those lines. It's like, if you show me those lyrics, I was like, well, that's the last place I would ever put the emphasis is on literally the very last syllable of the line.
4: I got protection. Papa had the right prediction. Said I was destined to be whatever I envisioned to it. I made it out the club
2: of twenty. That is so weird and unusual. But what it does is it turns the end of the line into the beginning of the next line. Which in turn, when you're listening to it, you're like, okay, wait, where does this stop and where does it end? I don't even know anymore because he's literally flipping my expectations directly on their
4: head It's
2: a subtle effect but to me it's like totally transformative.
0: The word flow and the metaphor of water feels very appropriate here because it just seems like a stream of thought moving against the beat. And you don't know if that thought is complete at the end of the bar or many bars later or somewhere somewhere in the middle.
1: In the case of hip hop, I always lock into the flow. And Charlie, what you said about the flow sort of reflecting water and like a wave, it washes over me and I find myself getting caught in it before I even register what I'm listening to. It's not necessarily what they're saying, like Jazzy Jeff said, but how it's being said.
2: I feel like with Black Thought, Babytron, J.I.D., we've gotten a really diverse approach to flow. I would love to throw one other rapper into the mix who, every time I listen to them, I kind of have to pick my jaw up off the floor in terms of the way they use flow. And that artist is Megan the Stallion.
4: I kept your bills paid, you was sick, I paid for surgery. but I pray you put who do me wrong, what they deserve to be. I guess my skin not light enough, my dialect not white enough. Or maybe I'm just not shaped the way that make these d- give up. But because I'm
2: Black Peggy. Okay, that clean version is pretty hilarious, but on this track, not nice, there's so much to talk about. I mean, there's Megan's themes of empowerment and defiance. There's the way she kind of dips into her personal life more than she ever has on a record. There's the explicitness of the language and the imagery she uses, which is something that I feel like maybe the first thing that most people comment on. But the thing that people like hardly ever talk about with Megan is the power of her flow. And this track works because it's constantly switching up the rhythm, constantly switching up the flow, keeping you on your toes. I feel like you never know what to expect in a given verse. Just when she locks into a rhythm, she changes it on you.
1: She's so confident in her flow. Like, my favorite Megan song is Cocky AF, and the flow reflects that. It's full of swagger, and and dare I say, like, gumption you know she hits every beat directly while keeping you locked into this like stank face listening mode
4: uh, uh, cockiest,
2: listening to that it's like her flow backs up the sentiment of those lyrics like she's talking about how she's cocky and her flow has that cockiness it lands hard it Emphasizes the key words.
0: I feel like one of the things that we're missing here is that she also has her own sonic calling card in her flow, which is such a smart thing as a rapper.
1: Is it when she goes, ah?
0: Oh, yeah. Ah, ah. <laughs> ah. Right? If Jay-Z's got, huh? <laughs> She's got, ah. Ah. And she uses it everywhere. It ends up being a rhythmic filler when she needs some space. It's the thing that you know it's her. And with her rhythmic dexterity, which is almost like a second line drummer, playing along to a beat and switching it up, trying triplets, going to sixteenths, slowing it down, speeding it back up. All those things, I think, contribute to what makes her one of the most fantastic rappers right now.
2: Hearing that, Charlie, takes me back to something Jazzy Jeff said that we've, I think, returned to again and again. The idea of flow being as much about feel as it is about anything else. And it makes me think of another iconic Megan Thee Stallion song, Body. Because the chorus of this song is about as anti-lyrical as you can get. In the sense that it's literally just one word repeated over and over again. And yet when you listen to it, it is the hyfiest thing you've ever heard. Because of Megan's flow, because the way she takes that word and stretches it out and gives it this internal rhythm, and you could listen to her just rap that single word for hours, probably, because it flows
1: so well. So I guess in all of these artists, without sounding reductive, of course... What makes a rapper unique is their flow and the flow more often than not is what makes a rapper.
0: Switched on Pop is produced by Rihanna Cruz, engineered by Brandon McFarland, edited by Julie Myers, illustrations by Iris Gottlieb, community management by Abby Barr, our executive producers are Hannah Rosen and Ashok Kerwa, a member of the Vox Media Podcast Network and a production of Vulture. Listen to more episodes of Switched on Pop anywhere you get
2: podcasts and always our website, www.switchedonpop.com.
1: You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Switched on Pop. And we want to hear from you. Who has your favorite flow? What flows have you been rocking with this year? Hit us up and let us know.
0: We'll be back again next Tuesday. And until then, thanks thanks for listening. listening. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts.
5: When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've lost count. Or,
0: shoot that, shoot that!